Today's episode is titled Corporate Communications, Why Corporate Social Responsibility, or CSR, is foundational to your content strategy and how to include it with six components for success. Welcome to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast, the only podcast that makes corporate social responsibility easy. Now, here are your hosts, Barbara Anderson and Janet Craig. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. My name is Janet Craig, and I'm one of the founding partners of Destination Better. And I'm Barbara Anderson, the other founding partner of Destination Better, the company who's bringing you Creating Responsible Companies. This is the second part of a three-part series that obviously, if this is episode seven, started with episode six on communicating CSR, which is something that's near and dear to our heart. Following episode six, when we talked about internal communications today, we'll talk about external communications. And then in episode eight, which will be our third part of the series, we are going to be taking a look at communicating CSR to investors and owners. So as always, you can find show notes at destinationbetter.com slash seven, and we'll have a free resource for you today. So we want you to sit back and listen, get all your good ideas going, because we've taken the notes for you. That's right. The download is going to be valuable. And I think it's going to be valuable for CSR professionals, as well as leaders of companies and everyday superheroes, people who are interested in helping a company become more socially and environmentally responsible. So we encourage you to look at that. Yeah. And real quick, before we start, for some of you who may not have listened to the episode where we talked a little bit more about our background, Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that we did this three-part series on communication internally, externally, and then with investors and owners is because Barbara and I have a very deep, long history in communications. That's right. And we know that being communications professionals and CSR professionals, that I think that was probably the combination was like one of those things that that led to our success as CSR professionals is that we know how to communicate. And sometimes it doesn't come naturally to people and we have to remind them and we gently remind them of all the great opportunity that they have to do so. That's right. If there's one slogan in our like top three slogans of what we say is that companies are doing great things. They just aren't telling their story. And there's a number of reasons for that that we could go into. But the moral of the story is tell your story, be transparent and authentic. And so this resource and this episode, the download should be responsible for professionals um, who are in corporate social responsibility, but also corporate communications professionals, especially those who have responsibility for external communications, those who have copywriting, maybe who write scripts for their leaders and for Mm -hmm. press releases, for investor relations and all of that good stuff. But what we want to do is just lay the foundation quickly. We want to provide a definition of CSR or corporate social responsibility so that everybody's on the same page with what we're talking about. And it's fundamentally how a company manages its impact on the environment. It also is how it manages its impact on the people inside and outside the company. So think about the employees, communities, customers, suppliers, owners of the company. And then the third part, in addition to environment and then people, is how the company governs those areas. This includes economic performance. So we break it down into environment, 
social, which is the people side of it, and then governance or economic. So environment, governance, I mean, environment, social and governance. And so the first piece is in the environment. And those topics that should be included in external communications are things like energy, waste, water and effluence. Those kind of not always good things that companies might produce by virtue of what they they manufacture. And sometimes it's hard for them to, to talk about those externally, but we know that it's really valuable. So the next part is the um, is the economic part of it, because it's really about how your company is making money. Also, it's purchasing policy. So are you including environmental and social factors in the purchasing um, decisions that you're making to make sure that you don't have things like child labor, human trafficking, responsibly sourced ingredients or materials? And then um, also the ethics policies, the sometimes companies call them their code of ethics or their um, business mm-hmm. standards, but things that are preventing corruption inside your company and um, in, in who you're going to do business with, and also just making sure that companies are competing fairly. That's right. And then the last of the environment economic, the third piece is social. So again, this is how companies treat people inside and outside of the company. So this includes things like customer health and safety, product ingredient transparency, labor practices, employment policies, labor relations, and then especially as it relates to your employees, safety, training, diversity, and discrimination or lack of hopefully discrimination. And then things such as preventing child labor or human trafficking in in your company as well as in your supply chain. And then how your company supports the communities in which it operates. And so what Janet's going to jump into next are those six components that we promised to share. What's the first one, Janet? Number one is audience. Isn't it always? (laughs) You have to identify who you're talking to, right? That's exactly right. (laughs) So some people call them an audience. Some people in CSR, we call them stakeholders. So for external stakeholders, the community in which you're operating in, your immediate neighbors, sometimes we make this like A circle, B circle, C circle. So external stakeholders that you impact directly, and then some that are indirect, some that are upstream from your company or downstream from your company, and even online audiences that we know now is like incredibly critical. Also, don't overlook government. A lot of government Mm -hmm. affairs professionals like to know and people in government that are asking about what your company is doing, make sure your government affairs people are are on board. Also, your suppliers, there's tons of supply chain innovation opportunities when you start talking to your suppliers about things that you want to do, or if you want to decrease waste in your supply chain, they're always happy to help your customers. Yeah, you know, um, not only the yeah the people that are um, doing business with you, whether they're buying your product or um, you know if they're if they're um, consumers or customers. Sometimes you know they're different. Mm -hmm. And then also um, candidates, and we're talking about employee um, candidates. So ability to attract and retain those candidates that want to come and work at your company because there are a lot of values based a lot of values based talent out there that wants a guilt-free career they want to feel good about what they're doing so those are some of your audience members that's right so that's the first piece of the six components is audience the second is what to communicate 
Janet and I walked through kind of environment, social, and governance earlier in those topics. So think of those terms that we already went through in terms of the same things that you would communicate to a customer or that you would put on your goods and services. The key is two things, is to be authentic in your communications and to be transparent. And um, it's always tough, especially for those in sales or leaders of a company or those of us who like to tell the good things. But you need to also be honest about those topics that maybe aren't as good. And then always you can address if there's something that you're working on that you're or maybe you have something in your an ingredient in a product, let's say, for example, if it's a food product and you know you really should not use that in your supply chain. And, and so talk about what steps you're taking to replace that or how you're testing some other chemical or some other ingredient that could substitute. So in terms of what to communicate, it could be really broad in terms of what your commitment is. So you think about like if you see a company and its commitment to um, corporate social responsibility, what it's mostly focused on and why. Or it could be in some of the reporting that Janet and I work on for a lot of our clients, it could be really granular data. It could be something as specific as the energy use at a specific facility in a specific city. So the data really could uh, span a number of different areas. And the one guideline that a lot of CSR professionals use is topics that are outlined in the Global Reporting Initiative or the GRI, the Global Reporting Initiative, and it outlines the environmental, social, and economic topics in more detail. We didn't want to give you too much information and overwhelm anyone, but that's a great resource to turn to, isn't it? Those standards that are in the GRI. Yeah, absolutely. And we've used their, um, just kind of like a little screenshot even of their topics that they have broken down so that if leadership says, well, I don't understand why this is a social topic or an economic Mm -hmm. topic or an environment topic. Um, The GRI has done a great job over the years of really getting their methodology down um, so that other companies can report um, that they've done a really good job on bucketing those topics. And it's just an incredible resource if you you are interested in taking a look at that. That's right. Are we going to talk about why we should communicate? That's the third component. Why should you communicate? Number three. Number one, reputation. It's one of the greatest components of the value of your company. And that reputation doesn't always show up on your financial statements, but it's really super important. It's almost as important as culture. So for reputation, for sales and for return on investment, we talk about in one of our um, previous Um, episodes about our backgrounds Mm -hmm. that I was in a role at Xerox at one time and we, our sales force was required to learn Xerox's sustainability story. And when we did, it opened so many doors. It was incredible because people wanted to do business with a company they could trust. That's right. Yeah. So trust is another, don't we all? (laughs) And work there too. It was amazing. Trust, um, supply chain and innovation opportunities. We talked about that just a moment ago when we introduced this, is that there are people, um, companies in your supply chain, they want to reduce their cost. They want to increase their profitability. If there are things that are, is going on inside, um, how you're, how you guys are doing business together and you want to get rid of stuff like styrofoam, there's some really cool stuff that you can do together, innovate. It's amazing. Collaboration, of course, learning about stakeholders' needs. And this is just sitting down and having a quarterly call. Mm-hmm. What's going on in your company? What are you guys doing? This is what we're doing. 
um, fostering those relationships that are so incredibly important. And also to reinforce your company branding and what you're really about. If you are serious about taking a, a really good, solid, honest, authentic, transparent approach to mm-hmm. corporate responsibility, then your company branding should reflect that and you're going to benefit from it. And then also fulfilling reporting requests. So you may get requests from um, other companies that you do business with that want you to report in a diff- a couple of different ways. We've helped companies report through Ecovatus and through CDP and things like that. And so you may be getting some of those requests. So those are some other reasons to to communicate because they need to know that they're doing business with someone that is um, managing their environmental and social risks that is a good trustworthy partner that's going to be with them for a long time and that's that background you know behind those reporting requests and rfps too that's right so that's why communicate component number three Component number four is ways to communicate. And this is quite the lengthy list because I think we often think, oh, we've got our website, we can communicate. There's uh, a few different places, but let us go through these and see what you think. So there's a number of different channels Um, on your website. You've got products. You can put product placements, statements. There's policies that you've got publicly that your stakeholders can access things like your supplier code of conduct, your code of ethics and business standards. Another place that people might not think is in your contracts. You can actually make public commitments in your contracts, which we did in terms of our fight against human trafficking when I was managed global corporate responsibility. In your advertising, my gosh, more and more companies are putting their commitment to their communities, to their employees. That is their advertising message. And so Think about that in terms of digital print, TV, and now voice, as we well know, mm-hmm. for those podcast fans of, of ours. Also on social media, think about posts that you can make and you could create LinkedIn articles. Um, you could have um, Facebook posts and you could even direct them through the Facebook at, um, algorithms to your customers. Um, and direct message your LinkedIn too. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Absolutely. If mm-hmm. you're doing really good stuff, you should be marketing it. Instagram is a great platform for pictures. You know, people love behind the scenes. Maybe you can show some steps that you're taking in your company to be more responsible. So how could you post those on Instagram? And then so there's proactive ways that companies can communicate CSR. And then there's some that their companies are being asked, or could we say forced? <laughs> to, voluntold. To, <laughs> sorry, voluntary. So what triggers are those to report your social and environmental aspects of your company? So think of things like legislatively, right? The government we know has requirements in terms of what companies must report. And then those are being asked, Janet referenced earlier, and we'll do some episodes about these different reporting frameworks, but one is CDP, which used to be Carbon Disclosure Project, Ecovatus, and these are all systems that are tools that consolidate data on behalf of others so that everybody's not reporting to a million different places. And then we spoke earlier about the Global Reporting Initiative as a great framework. So if a company wants to produce a corporate social responsibility report, the GRI framework is a really great place to start or in whether it's to the exact T or just using that kind of as, as a guideline. 
And then there's just like a number of things in addition to like public speaking, integrating it into leaders talking points. Think of like customer events, groundbreakings, ribbon cuttings, talking with customers, having your leaders integrated in customer conversations, but also could be more formal way of like writing articles, even books or op-eds to place into editorial sections of papers. So that's quite the list of ways to communicate. And I don't think we covered them all, but hopefully it gives you some ideas of different ways to to go about it. So that's number four ways to communicate. So what are some words of caution? The fifth component, Jen. Number five, words of caution. Please make sure that if you're reporting numbers and data, that your numbers and data are correct. You can easily get them (laughs) third party verified or just make sure that that they are correct. And then you say, what's that? (laughs) Janet's one of her favorite terms is show your work. <laughs> Please show your work. Please show your How's work. How's your backup, right? Supporting data to supporting mm-hmm. data. If Plus, you're... if you're doing a great job, you want to show your progress. So mm-hmm. make sure your numbers are make sure your num- your numbers work. And um, stay on script. It's sometimes it's easy for people to for external stakeholders to ask you other questions, but sometimes you have to just stay on script and stay with what you are working on. The reason that you have done, if you're in a company doing CSR and you've got your CSR strategy, and that's on another one of our episodes, is three steps to your CSR strategy. The way to stay on script is to say, this is how we recognize what our environmental and social impacts are. And this is the lane that we're staying on in that it's tied to your business strategy because that's what it should be doing. It Mm -hmm. should be helping the company make money, helping its employees get paid, doing good things to the environment and the people. Please make sure that your executives are prepared. We know and have heard several stories where executives weren't prepared and they really didn't have answers. And we want to make sure that they do have answers, super high level and boards of directors as well. Just make sure that everything is coming through corporate communications. Don't greenwash. Do we need to explain what greenwashing is? I'm sorry for the people that are watching. They probably just saw me roll my eyes. (laughs) I did win the most expressive eye award in seventh grade from Miss McCoy, my science teacher. Greenwashing, there's so many different ways to greenwash, overstating something, making something seem less bad, less bad for employees or less bad for the environment. If if you feel like it's less bad, then you should go back and and take a look at what you're really reporting, and maybe you need to correct course a little bit and and wait until you've done something even better to tell that story of whatever it is that you're thinking about talking about. Or someone may call it like pulling the wool over your eyes, right? Like because you don't have all the facts, we'll make it sound good. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that yeah. because the rapid, rapid. Um, exchange of information. Mm-hmm. Now you're number one. Once you put it out there, you can't you can't get it back. So please be sure that it's bulletproof. What else? Stay within your brand, of course, visually and with words. And here's the biggest value bomb that we've got for this episode. Are you ready? Are you this ready? is Janet's value bomb. So my, my five words that we always take a look at um, when we're figuring out: number one, is it a topic that we're going to talk about? And number two 
does it really reflect, you know, everything that are in these five words? Number one, is it relevant to your company? If it's not relevant to your company and you're kind of deflecting, you're probably greenwashing. Number two, does it tell a complete story? Have you covered all your bases? Have you closed the circle? Is it consistent with what you've talked about in the past? Is it transparent? Are you being as open and honest as you possibly can? And is that data accurate? So relevance, completeness, consistency, transparency, and accuracy. That's right. So that's the fifth component, words of caution. So we've talked about the audience, what to communicate, why communicate, ways to communicate. The fifth that you just covered, Janet, was words of caution. And then last is areas of opportunity because we want to end on a high note. Right? We do because we are glass half full. Right. Glass half full kind of gals. And so the areas of opportunity, we might think that these are kind of obvious, but it's certainly communicating a company CSR is a way to completely reinforce the company's brand and reputation. Even for those things that as you're being transparent, that maybe aren't completely positive things, it fosters trust. By communicating CSR, it fosters people's connection to your company. And um, this is important with customers. We know there's so much competition for products and services. And if there's a way for them to feel good about the item that they purchased because they know a little bit more about your company, then all the better. And that's where it starts to hit the bottom line. And one thing that I think is really key is can by employees seeing your company's communications in the public space, it really can instill some pride in your employees. And, you know, they share it and they they feel great about it. You, we see this on LinkedIn. We see it on Facebook. That, and this is for all employees, not just the ones, because in our yeah. previous episode, we talked about internal communications that we need to make sure that even if employees don't have access to an intranet, that you are communicating with all of your employees. And then when they have other friends that are like, hey, I just saw that your company's doing this thing, yeah. social media, mm-hmm. and they can go, absolutely, I feel so good about where I work. Yeah. And it's hard to retain employees. And so if this is one way that you can do it through their pride, because employees might put up with a lot of things, or they may feel really good about their company for their compensation or their benefits. But this is something that really can go a long way with an employee. So those are our six components of successful CSR communications externally. We hope this is helpful to you. We've got a resource that will give you some guidelines and that's at destinationbetter.com slash seven. And we would hope that if you have listened to this and you have some really awesome stories to tell and share and best practices, that you'll go to our website at destinationbetter.com and just click on the Say Hello tab and there's a little button and you can just leave us a three-minute message, up to three-minute message if that's what you want to do. And um, we'd love to hear from you because we need to share your story about how you are communicating your story and some great wins that you've had. We'd love to hear from you. And we know that we'll do an episode because it's something near and dear to my heart is how companies put their CSR messaging on their product placement. And so that I've got a collection here of uh, physical items that we'll do a whole episode. We should on have that. like a whole wall of all the <laughs> cool things that we have. Yeah. So um, we encourage you to look at the products that you purchase and see what they have 
on there about where it was made, how it was made, what energy was used, what the maybe the company contributes to. There was a product this morning that was, I think it was a medicine product by this and will contribute, you know, one eye drop to, you know, a, a package of eye drops for your purchase. So we are at destinationbetter.com slash seven. I'm ahead of myself because He's, she's so episode, excited. I'm so excited about episode eight, where we're going to talk about investors, shareholders, and a company communicating to them because that's a really unique audience group or stakeholder with unique communications to direct to those. And I think especially for larger companies, it's something that might be overlooked as a huge opportunity uh, for them. But Janet's our resident expert on that is going to go into that in episode eight. So find us Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. We have a Facebook group that we'd love to have you join. We It is gated. So we um, it's a free group, but we do want to make sure we have the right people in there. And we're on YouTube. So if you're listening to this, but want to see what we look like, <laughs> then you're welcome to, to do that. And we'd love to have you look at it. And we'll have people on the show um, in the near future, too. We are on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. So thanks for joining us. And uh, we'd love it if you'd share, like um, the episodes. We put a lot of energy into these. Yeah. And if you could subscribe, it would mean the world to us because um, it takes a lot of time to put these episodes together. We really are trying to make them meaty and um, valuable to you. So so thanks for joining us. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. Find tools and additional episodes on our website, destinationbetter.com. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, leave a voice message on our contact page. Don't worry, Barbara and Janet aren't millennials. They actually listen to voicemails. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. 